Allegroville, Alberta, there's a giant peasant cub. It's the biggest Easter egg that anybody ever saw. The question folks up there won't answer even if you beg. Where the heck's the chicken that laid that giant egg? Giants of the prairies rising in the sky. Giants of the prairies designed to catch your eye. They may not be the sort of thing you fancy or you dig, but one look at it and you'll admit that thing is really big. Camarno, Manitoba, they built a big Kumar. It's a really big mosquito, you could see it from afar. Now you may find it strange, a little weird, a bit absurd, till you realize... A mosquito is Manitoba's provincial bird. Saskatchewan's Kenora, there's a lady mighty fine. She's holding bread and salt, a Ukrainian welcome sign. They thought that giant lady would bring their town some class. Till some tourist park has been a big old underneath her skirt. Giants of the prairies rising in the sky. Giants of the prairies, you just can't pass them by. You could hear the lonely trucker calling from his rig saying, To our food, they don't call it a veranic, but some people think they should. Now I really must admit, I felt a little like a dork when they took my picture under a big pierogi on a fork. Pierogi, oh, Lendin's pierogi, In the town of Vilna, they've got some giant shrooms. And if you dried them, they'd fill many, many rooms. Now, if you want my opinion, I think you'd need a tanker to truck in enough cream to make a sauce for those be pancakes. Giants of the prairies rising in the sky. Giants of the prairies now as the years roll by. In the future, archaeologists working on a dig my show. Eureka, look at what we found. This thing is really big. In the town of Andrew, they've got a giant duck. They had to rent a crane to lift that mallard off the truck. Now it hasn't generated the reaction they were hoping. The tourists mostly stop and yell, Giants of the prairies rising in the sky. Giants of the prairies, oh me, oh me, oh my. Now I know folks who just don't care a feather or a fig. But even they have got to say, that thing is really big. Under Alberta, there's a new totemic sign for Ukrainian sausage lovers. It's like a sacred shrine. We bow down low before it. We gaze at it in awe. It's a forty-meter fiberglass. Giants of the prairies rising in the sky Giants of the prairies, you've got to wonder why You think by now the audience we're playing for at this gig Would all catch on and sing along, that thing is really big You'd think by now the audience we're playing to at this gig Would all catch on and sing along, that thing is really big Giants of the prairies rising in the sky 
giants of the prairies. Let's raise a glass of rye and congratulate the audience. We're playing for at this gig because they all caught on and sang along. That that is is it. It. Giants of the prairies shining in the sun. Giants of the prairies, I've got to build me one. A mosquito or a mushroom, a pierogi or an egg. It's a way to leave my mark just like a dog lifting his leg. Giants of the And a little bit of um, a travel guide there for anybody who might be traveling across Canada, Western Canada, looking for some um, interesting monuments and uh, things to take pictures of. That was the Kubasonics from Edmonton. Actually, they're out, right now they are in New Newfoundland, but that was recorded when they were based in Edmonton a few years back from their second CD. And that song was called Giants of the Prairies. Dobrý den, šenovní rádio sluchači, tavitaju vás všich na rádio programu Náš Holos Rádio Krínského Koreňa, jaká podjecí vám si hodní tak, jaký kožní sredé z 11. do 13. hodiny na chvíli CHLY 101 FM umístěný najmo. Při mikrofoní si hodinu je Pavlina a nastupnou hodinu bude s vámi Oksana. Děkuji, že rýšelé prebude s námi nastupných dvoch hodin. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you live today from CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm Paulette demchuk Makori, Pokorinska Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour. And Oksana will be along at 12 noon to host the show in Ukrainian. I'm delighted to have you with us. We've got a great program lined up for you in this first hour. We've got, uh, we'll be talking a fair bit about Ukrainian food and uh, we'll have uh, a little bit of a look at what it was like growing up Soviet with Victor's vignettes as well. We'll have our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and plenty of great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, this is a song about food. And it's a classic, I think probably everyone uh, knows this song by Sluhai from Winnipeg. <laughs> Someone stole the kishka, someone stole the kishka from the butcher shop. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Someone call the cop. Round the firm and fully back, it was hanging on the rack. Someone stole the kishka when I turned my back. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Oh, please bring it back. Take my rubber boots, but give me back my kishka. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka from the butcher shop? Now Willie found the kishka. Willie, Willie found the kishka. Willie found the kishka. He hung it on the rack. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. Willie brought it back.
Someone stole the kishka. Someone stole the kishka. Someone stole the kishka from the butcher shop. Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Who stole the kishka? Someone call the cops. Now Willie found the kishka. Willie found the kishka. Willie found the kishka. He hung it on the rack. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. He found the kishka. Willie brought it back. Next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian Food Flare. Fatimo and welcome to Ukrainian Food Flare. Onions are used in cooking in practically every country in the world. In Ukraine, where it is called cebulia, onion has long been considered one of the most indispensable vegetable flavorings. Onions come in many varieties, varying in shape, size, weight, color, and pungency. The cause of the onion's strong smell and flavor is a volatile oil, rich in sulfur compounds. Because it causes crying without real cause, in Ukrainian folklore, the subuya is a symbol of hypocrisy. She rubbed her eyes with onions, is said about someone who pretends to cry. A tip to remember to avoid tears, which are nonetheless real, peel onions under running water. In the meantime, here is a recipe for onion salad. Courtesy, Savella's Ukrainian Deli in Winnipeg. This salad is always a pleasant surprise to skeptics who think of onions only in terms of its strong flavor and smell. It's tangy and crunchy and an absolute delight to the taste buds. It's really quite simple. All you do is marinate sliced onions in a sweet and sour brine overnight, then dress it up. For this brine, you will need a half a cup of water, a half a cup of vinegar, Three quarter cups of sugar, one teaspoon of salt, one quarter teaspoon of pepper. Use sweet onion and slice it very thin. A bit of red onion adds nice color. The brine keeps for a long time in the fridge, so you can make the salad in smaller batches if you like. Bring the brine ingredients to a boil to dissolve the sugar. Cool, then pour over onion slices. Allow to marinate for at least five hours or overnight. Remove onion from brine and drain well. Toss gently with mayonnaise to taste and sprinkle with celery seeds. Dopobachinya and smachnoho! This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Get that name 
Was your daddy from Poplar Field up in Canada way? She makes the pierogies too hot You can't make pierogies in a chili pot She likes a polka but in a flamenco way Katita Kowalski, I'll never forget her name Like the fox trot, but that's what I did when she fed me her chili pot. I played accordion, she played the tambourine. Conchita Kowalski, I'll never forget her name. And that was Ray St. Germain from Winnipeg with Conchita Kowalski. And uh, that is a song he recorded a little little while back. And it made uh, quite a sensation at a First Nations gathering because, of course, uh, Ukrainians and First Nations and Métis uh, have a long history together. And they speak a little bit of Ukrainian, chikai chikai. <laughs> and ay, 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 ay. 
which everyone speaks. And uh, before uh, the song, we heard a recipe for um, onion salad. Came courtesy of Savella's Ukrainian Deli in Winnipeg, and I actually have the owners of the deli sitting in the studio with me right now. My brother Dale Demchuk and his wife Bernie, and uh, they're a little bit shy to come on the phone, so maybe we'll get them or on the phone on the mic there. Maybe we'll get them a little bit later on in the show to say a few words if they come out of their shell. But <laughs> but it's uh, wonderful to, ha- to have them here visiting from Winnipeg. Uh, we showed them some of the sites of the island. It's their first time here, and hopefully it won't be the last, and they'll be back again soon. And I've got a little bit of a, of a memory here. Uh, Savella's Ukrainian Deli uh, specializes in uh, pierogies, which um, we heard about uh, from Ray St. Germain, and we hear about a fair bit on this radio station. So um, I've got a little memory here of the founder of uh, Savella's Ukrainian Deli uh, shared memories of pierogies and uh, I'd like to share that with you as well as with them here on Nasholis Ukrainian Roots Radio in Nanaimo coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM. So here is the founder of Savella's Ukrainian Deli talking all about pierogies. So did you make pierogies when you were a little kid on the farm? Oh yes, all the time. Uh-huh. Yep. That you had them often for a meal? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, because that's almost a meal in itself. Well, I you think for a, lot of, for a lot of people it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, on the farm, especially in the summertime, uh, you know, there's no fridges, no, no freezers, no electricity, no nothing. So you have to have food that'll, you know, without meat a lot, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you so it's a- very much meat, yeah. Uh-huh. In the summertime, because there was no place to keep it cold. But pierogies had last for a day or well, two. Well, pierogies, well, we had ice uh, houses. Ah. So if we had to keep them, you know, for a day or so, we'd put them in an ice house or down the well, where the cold water was, in a pail or something, and just put it down the well because it was cold. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, only for about a day or so, that's about it. Right. And then, well, a couple of days later, you make pierogies again. <laughs> An ongoing process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had them quite often. So, but you, this was um, a sort of a secret, um, yeah. a, a, a not very well-kept secret that every family had. Well, I don't know if everybody else did what we did. I mean, the mom, my mom was, she was a program maker. She was good. <laughs> and I don't know if everybody else did that. I don't know what the neighbors did or anything else. Probably too, but I just don't know. But you told me that you don't didn't like other people to know that you were making them. Well, that's right. My mom didn't because, well, you know, when they moved into Canada, it was all occupied by English people and, and French. Well, it all depends where you came, where you got settled. But uh, there was the poor people that came from Ukraine were considered just poor people, so that's... That's why we sort of kept away from everybody. That's what Mom was saying, anyway. But they did get jobs with English. That's how they learned to speak English. Mm. My mom, at 13, you know, she was 13 years old when they came uh, over, and uh, well, there was no. She didn't go to school here because she couldn't speak English. But she worked for English people, and she learned how to speak English. 
Mm-hmm. Just babysitting and cleaning house and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. On the farm, yeah. And so when she got married and went to the farm, they settled in uh, Soul Lake. You know, the like the government gave them uh, for a dollar a quarter section of land. Wow. They 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 settled in Soul Lake, but it was all bush. She said they gave us an axe, a saw, and a hammer, and put us in this bush. All you could see was up. So they had to clear all the bush, to build a shack for themselves, and you know, with cut down trees with logs, and and then they plastered them with with uh, uh, mud, with dirt and water, and you know, and and that's that's where they lived for a while. No fiberglass insulation or cedar shakes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and that's the story she was telling us. I mean, I, she was only 13, but she still remembers mm-hmm. all all that. And she, we just missed her beautiful Ukraine. Yeah. She was always talking about it. But you were born and grew up here, so you had a oh, yeah. oh, different yeah. life. Well, yeah. Yeah. So on, on the farm, um, what pierogi making was not something that you talked to your neighbors about or... No, on about. no, no, this, it was all different than it is now. There was not hardly any communication. Sure, neighbors, you know, would visit each other and help each other with something, but there was no communication like there is now. Because everybody was very busy with their farm. Everything was done by hand, not now, like machinery and everything, you know. It, it was different. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah, no Skype calls. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's a different life back you know, or it's just sixty, seventy years ago. Yeah. But you were saying that uh you would be, if somebody would come to the door and you were making pierogies you'd hide them. Oh, it's not only that. Uh, yeah, that's what mom would do. You know, if the dog was barking that somebody was coming and we were making pierogies, she'd hide them, put you know, wrap them up in the towel that they were sitting on and in the cupboard. <laughs> so nobody would see that we're making pierogies, yeah. I don't know why she felt that way, but that's what she did. And now, you know, you can't make enough of them. <laughs> people, people like them. <laughs> no kidding, I was up till 2 in the morning <laughs> making some to bring in <laughs> today because there everybody was was asking for pierogies and I just, yeah. I, start, I felt bad that I'd come in empty-handed, so... <laughs> Talk about them so much. So I rem- I remember when I was growing up, we you know often had pet a hen. We called them pet a hen, not pet pierogi. Yeah, yeah. So those days, yeah. And some called them varanica, and and uh, but like in our I don't know, there's so many different languages in Ukraine. <laughs> different dialects. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and did you call them pierogi? Did you hear the term varanica when you were growing up? No. Yeah, I, I, I think that's Polish, maybe, or something like that. No, no. Actually, the uh, what the linguist will tell you is pierogi is actually Polish from from oh. from Polish pierogi, and the proper Ukrainian way. Now, this would be you know literary Ukrainian, but the proper word is varenike because uh, oh, varenike so. comes from varete, which means to boil, right? And oh so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, see, I don't know all that story. 
<laughs> that's, that's a much more recent story than your story about making them and shoving them in the closet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a story for our generation to, to tell our yeah. grandkids. Um, but I do remember when we were... Uh, I have a very clear memory, I don't know why, the only time of pierogies is when we were living in Viking, Alberta. Mm-hmm. And you made them often because times were very tough there. We were living in that little house and yeah. all crammed crammed into there, and and uh, and you often made pet a half for supper. That's okay. right. Yeah. And uh, we, I would be talking with my um, my junior high friends, and they'd be talking about what they're having for supper. I'm having shepherd's pie, or I'm having pork chops or whatever. And what are you having? Pet a hair. What's pet a hair? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I felt so like such an such an odd duck and such an oddball because nobody knew what pet of hair were. Yeah. And then I'd I'd be kind of embarrassed about that. And uh, one time a friend came over, uh, an Irish girl, remember? And she said, "Oh, we are we're having shepherd's pie. I don't want that. Can I come and have your pet of hair?" Really? And and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I think this is a long time ago, so I think that. But I, I, I think she came and tasted them and liked them. But I was always embarrassed because it was, you know, nobody knew what it was. And exactly. We had, we had them so often. Yeah. But um, but now, I mean, you know, people look at me and, they would, you know, jaws would drop and tell that story because, you know, yeah. how can you how can you not think the pierogies are the biggest treat in the world? So, yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like I say it's such a different world now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time sure changed, yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, and before, you know, when all these uh, German and Ukrainian and Polish immigrants came, there was a lot of discri- discrimination. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. so you know, well, I, people sort of kept to themselves. Yeah, yeah, I I felt it too, actually, growing yeah. like yeah. like that pet ahead thing, but. But yeah. by that by that time it was getting a lot better. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. It was uh, yeah and now it's it's crazy. Um the pierogies yeah. are part of the mainstream Canadian culture. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Honestly it's I, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You've often said if only mom would she could see this. That's right. Yeah. She wouldn't believe she would be speechless. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, there's you know there's different kind of pierogies in the stores and everything, but everybody says that they're not they're not that great. They're no they're no good. <laughs> so I don't know how they make them, but so they're so dull. Well, somebody everything's made by machine now, so I guess there's a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah, get along uh, with. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So you miss you miss being at the deli. I sure do. I, you know, it's, but then I, I can't I can't work now. My fingers don't work. Nothing works. No. So I can't do anything now. So now you have stories to share. Well, well, and then I think about these stories, and I can't believe what <laughs> <laughs> what became of all that. You know, from you selling a few pierogies out of the garage, and look at now, it's a great big business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but people... All, and all started with, with pierogies and what would Baba think if she could see now? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't believe it either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's an interesting story about pierogies. And here on Vancouver Island, it's... Uh, I, I think a lot of people would, you know, have no idea um, of, of the history of pierogies in Canada. <laughs> they came from very, very humble beginnings, very literally speaking. Yeah. And, and yeah. now... And now they're, um, I think I've seen pierogi poutine. Yeah. I've, I've seen pierogi burgers. Burgers? Yeah, a pierogi 
Yeah, it was a pierogi burger. I should be taking notes now every time I go into a restaurant and see some pierogi concoction on the menu. But uh, it's... um, it's pretty pierogi pizza, and then of course all all different kinds of pierogies on very many menus over here on Vancouver Island. So, well, that's good, Mom. Thanks so much for sharing the story of of pierogies and life on the on the farm back in the day. That was different then. Like I keep telling everybody, it's a different world now from where I when I grew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now you got the cell phones and the iPads and the iPhones and all this kind of stuff. And oh gosh, we didn't even have. I said, I told my to everybody else here. You know, I grew up didn't even have a phone on the farm. Your <laughs> 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 cell phone or anything? No, nothing. Yeah, like it's just an absolutely different world now. Anyways, we still have pierogies around. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to be disappearing anytime soon. So, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> so, thanks for sharing that, Mom. And hopefully, we'll see you out here on the island. So, so say hello to the listeners in Nanaimo and whoever's listening on the internet. Oh yeah, well, hello everybody. <laughs> <laughs> say something in Ukrainian. Say. <laughs> well, it's the stuff was fast now. Okay. After Easter, it's still. And uh, say goodbye in Ukrainian. Okay. <laughs> and that was the founder of Svela's Ukrainian Deli in Winnipeg, my mom. And uh, that was, uh, we lost her um, a year ago in uh, January. And uh, so I just wanted to share that memory with my my brother, I didn't think I would break down on the microphone. <laughs> so he's laughing at me now. <laughs> That's okay. I'll get another laugh at him later. That was uh, Savala Beck, the founder of Savala's Ukrainian Deli in Winnipeg with history of pierogies, or one history anyways. And you're listening to Nash Holis Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Naimo. I'm your host for this hour, Pavlina. Vyslouchejte rádio programu Náš holos, rádio Krínského Koríně na rádiostanci CHLY 101.7 FM u místí Nanaimo. Hovorit Pavlina. And speaking of pierogies and Ukrainian grandmothers, here is Connie Calder. I knew a man who never had any luck at all. He'd go on a date and then he'd wait, patient for her call. But then it seemed his luck had changed and everywhere he went He had a woman on his arm and they looked so content I asked him what the secret was that made his life so nice He said, my Ukrainian grandmother gave me some great advice She said, if you like her brogies, she'll like your kubasa Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal law Cause some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa Now some men think that all it takes is a fancy car Some men think that money will make up for who they are Some men think it's flowers and chocolates and you'll score But if they listen to their grandmother, they'd all come back for more. Cause you can read of Mars and Venus, you can even pass the test. But if you're lucky enough to be Ukrainian, Baba knows best. She 
says if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal love. Some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw. But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Everybody now, you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal love. Some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw. But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Next day, next time she saw him, he had another girl. And they're all. And that was Shum from Winnipeg with a uh, Ukrainian version of the uh, classic song. Who did that? The Champs, Horilka. And the Champs was, of course, tequila. Well, speaking of uh, washing down, of good beverages to wash down pierogies with, here is a bit of a blast from the past uh, the Interlake Polka Kings. <laughs>
a cappella group from Ukraine called Pikardiska Teresia uh, with a Ukrainian remake of that song by Shocking Blue, I think it was, Venus. And uh, it was a fantastic group. They're they're prolific, they're popular, they've got just tons of of albums recorded and uh, had their very good fortune to see them back in 2014 live in Lviv, Ukraine. Again, that was Pikardiska Teresia with uh, Shizada is the Ukrainian name for that. Shizhada, rather, and uh, Venus in English. Well, coming up next, a bit of, of a change in pace. We've got uh, Millennia from Edmonton, and this is from their third CD called Bratya, and you're going to need to lace up your dancing boots for this one and uh, for a bit of Ukrainian line dancing. Kumea. Oi, come, come, dobra, horilka, 
But he finds great joy and a creative outlet in writing and sharing his stories online and here on Nazholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. You can find Victor's original transcripts along with his commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. Links and audio files at nazholos.com. Compulsory Steps, Growing Up Soviet Today, I will share with you the typical Soviet childhood, based on my own life experience. In Soviet times, children went through a very rigid process of indoctrination. There were three compulsory steps required of each child in order to grow into a proper Soviet citizen. Children began their studies at the age of seven. The first step was to be admitted to a program called Oktyabryata, and become known as one of the so-called October children. The name comes from October, the month in which the Bolshevik Revolution took place. The Ukrainian name for October is Zhovtyn. It is derived from the word for gold, the color that leaves begin to turn in this month. To my mind, Zhovtyn is a much prettier and more descriptive name. However, Russian was the lingua franca of the Soviet Union, and speaking other ethnic languages, especially Ukrainian, was frowned upon. In some cases, it was actually dangerous. At the beginning of Oktyabryata, we were all presented with a little badge, a red star with a picture of a blonde little boy in the center of it. None other than Vladimir Lenin, founder of the Soviet Union. Even then, at such a young age, the program struck me as odd, surreal, like some kind of silly childish game. But it was a game the authorities took very seriously. And it was only the beginning of a lifetime of such surreal games. I will never forget this propaganda nursery rhyme from my kindergarten days. Я маленькая девочка, играю и пою. That was, of course, in Russian. There was no Ukrainian version. Crucification was in full force. The English translation goes like this. I am a little girl, playing and singing. I haven't seen Lenin, but I love him. Our teachers at school constantly drilled into us, you must always write the word communist with a capital letter and the word God with a small letter. What an ironic ideological paradox. Did they see, too? By the age of ten, and provided we studied well, we were admitted to the young pioneers. In the early 1920s, the Soviet regime created a pioneer organization modeled on the Western Boy Scouts organization, with the addition, of course, of stringent communist ideology. At this step, we were presented with a red necktie, called a Pionierski Galstuk, and another badge, 
called Pionierski Znachok. On my blog, you can see a picture with all the three badges along with my original transcript. For the next four years, we were happy and proud to be part of the Young Pioneers. Apart from the communist indoctrination, it was a fun time, just as I imagine it was for boy and girl scouts in the West. However, our necktie gave away our age. At the age of 14, every teenager wants to look older. So once we left the school grounds, we would hide the necktie. At 16, we were admitted to Komsomol, the youth division of the Communist Party. In actual fact, every teenager in the USSR from the age of 14 automatically became a Komsomol member. Only those who studied poorly or were sent to juvenile prisons did not. Children of very religious parents were also excluded. But we had to pretend we were making a conscious and enthusiastic decision to join Komsomol or not. What a decision it was. Did we want access to officially sponsored holidays? Did we want to pursue higher education? Did we want to get a good job, perhaps one with the privilege of going on business trips? As children, we were well aware that there were no tourist trips at all, even to socialist countries, for any child whose parents were not high-ranking Communist Party officials. So, did we want to live without even the small pleasures, as few and far between as they were, that came with the Communist Party membership? Well, of course, I joined Komsomol. I wanted the best life possible in that wretched system. Now I pray those days never return, and my daughter and her contemporaries will never have to endure the lunacy and absurdity the previous generation did. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Victor's Vignettes, stories from the life of Viktor Sergeyev in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. You can find Viktor's original transcripts and commentary at his blog, Vignettes, Life in Ukraine. For audio archives and links, visit www.nashholos.com. So until next time, do pobaczenia! Smutnej kuku, ta hej, ja nesmutnej,
va a ser de ti Voy a Stochi, voy a Betty Cucuricu, cucuta Ya me asmote, va a ser de ti Voy a Stochi, voy a Betty Cucuricu, cucuta Drushna Chok from Montreal with uh, a song called Kukuriku, and that is a word that was a fam- fam- my brother's favorite word growing up. And so it's kind of been a tradition here on Nash Holis. If the show falls around my brother's birthday, I would play this Kukuriku song, especially for him, and his birthday was yesterday. So happy birthday, Kukuriku Dale. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, never did get him to come out of his shell to uh, come on the mic, so... At um, any rate, we're just about done our program. Sihodenu bulas vame pavina na hata yuvisluhita radio prahamu nash holos radio nasho hokurinia. Zalashaitis is nominus dupnu hodenu. Dali peradiu microfonu oksani. Zaprosiu posluhit trohe pro historiu itadelezi ros povist oksana. Alla peritim yahochu zalashatavasti kimislavame mudrosde. Ktos bivaye toi i jurbu zabuvaye. And our proverb of the week translates as sing and you will forget your troubles. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the microphone to host the next hour. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon. And until then, do stay in touch with both Oksana and me via our Facebook page and Twitter. In between broadcasts, please visit us online where you'll find transcripts, audio archives, and of course the podcast feed. And that is www.nashholos.com. You can also find us on Mixcloud, uh, the CHLY channel. So stay tuned next for the Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by Wellness Wednesday to learn how to be healthy naturally. And at 2 p.m., join Gord Bibby for two hours of great oldies on Groovin' with Bibby G. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Dozusrichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. 